This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. And that she's a Jewish princess, not the Jap, but the Jewish princess that she's royalty. There's some people that you meet in life and you're like, that person is royalty. They're, they're, the way they walk, the way they carry themselves, the way they talk, they come into a room, there's like royalty. So a Jewish woman is, is a representation of royalty. It's, you make a bracha in the morning, she's a sonic kid, so no. I can't make that bracha. If I make that bracha, it's a bracha, a wasted bracha. A man can't make that bracha. He can sit and learn day and night, no shots. Be Rav Chaim Chaynevsky, be the biggest tzaddik. And he, and he doesn't make, he makes a bracha shalei sanayishi. He doesn't make a bracha kitzo, no. Makes a bracha that, thank you, I'm not a, a woman because I can put on tefillin and I can wear tzitzes and I can have more mitzvahs than a woman has. But a woman is shosani kitzo, no. She's on a different level. So, let's go back all the way to the beginning of time. Hashem created the world. And Hashem created Adam. And Adam was alone. He was very alone, even though it does say, and we're definitely not going to go there tonight, that's for sure. It does say, Adam, Hashem created man, Bitsalmo in his Tselem, his form, Bitsalmo Lokim Bara Oso. Zacha unikeva. He was male and female. So, bara osama. He created them, plural. Not him, but them. So what does that mean? We, we, much later, he puts him to sleep, he takes away a rib, he builds chava from that rib. Who's them? Who's them? There's no them. It's him. And he was male and female? What does that mean? So the Zayr talks about it, and he was created man, and the flip side, the back side of him was a woman. And Hashem separated the two. So somehow that they separated the two, that was the, 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 Hashem built this woman from that part, that was Chava. But most of Kabbalistics for him, right, that she, the one that was on his back, ended up becoming the wife of the Satan. I'm not going to even say her name in this classroom. But, um, so she ended up becoming the wife of the Satan, and Hashem created Chava for Adam. So, so he had a lot of company, right? Going on safari in South Africa, there's a lot of, a lot of company, lions and tigers and things, and hippopotamuses and rhinoceroses and monkeys and... He, Hashem created him not alone. He wasn't alone. He had a lot of animals as friends. But we saw, Hashem saw that it didn't make him happy. He wasn't happy having animals as friends. He needed another human being. This is, it's not my shear tonight, but it's a very important shear about the shear really to marry couples, about the relationship between a man and a woman. It's not just company. Company he had. He had monkeys and, and zebras and all the animals in the world. But, but a person is alone if he doesn't have another human being. Hashem saw that a human being, Hashem saw the despair and depression and anxiety of loneliness. Right, right. So that's what Hashem, levado, is, that, that, that is loneliness. Loneliness is, is very hard. So, some people don't understand, and uh, you should never understand, but if a woman is a widow, okay, you have your daughters and your sons and your grandchildren, my mother, my mother went, right, and, and it's true, you do, you have all that, but you don't have someone your age, your peer, who's talking to you, who's spending time with you. Hashem saw that there is a thing called, He created it, there's a thing called um, loneliness, and the Pasik says, Hashem and Hashem said, It's not good for man to be alone. Now, listen to this Rashi. Hashem is alone in the upper world. Hashem 
God is the only thing in the world that's, that has this oneness. Hashem Echad. If the human being was Echad, there was no female, it was just one man in the world, then he would think he's God. Because animals and human, and I'm the only one. Okay, so I share, I share the world. God, we share. God runs the world up there, angels and all that stuff, and I run the world down here. So Rashi says, if there was, if a human being was alone, Shem didn't create any other human being. There's just one man on this world with all the animals and everything that's going on, and one Hashem in the other world. The man would be claiming, "Well, you're Hashem up there, and I'm Hashem down here." So we're going to make a little joke, if you don't mind, okay? A little joke. So Hashem created woman, and she makes sure man knows he's not God. <laughs> That's not what Rashi says, but that's maybe a little bit what he's saying. Like, once he brought it to Zivug, like, he's not walking around thinking like, oh, yeah, you're not the boss. You are not the boss. All right, anyway, that's a joke. It's not what Rashi says. Rashi really just says if there would be only one man in the world and one Hashem, we would say, you're, you're a chad there, and we're a chad over here. So Hashem, so it's not good. It's not good for him to be alone. I'm going to create him a helper that's opposite him. Not against him, because then, why is he going to say, what, what do you mean, Shalom Bayes? The Torah says you're supposed to be against your husband. <laughs> so, so we have Kinegdo is opposite him. I saw something very fascinating. Rav Shimshon Pinkus says, he's talking about Shalom Bayes. He was saying, why did, why did Hashem have to separate the Zohar and the Keva? Let's say they could reproduce the way they were. Right? Let's say they're like an amoeba. Whatever. They can reproduce... Right? They're a one cell. They can reproduce. Hashem can create anything. So, so why, if he started it that way, so why just leave it? A woman on the back, a man in the front. So Hashem Shimpinkas says, you can't have a relationship with a person unless you can see them, unless you can be opposite them. You can't talk to someone who's behind you. In a relationship, you have to, and, and um, I saw some therapists that were working with kids in school, and one of the things they were working on was, look at me when you speak to me. Look at me, look at me, and the kid would be, autistic kids don't look at you, whatever. And the, and the therapist was sitting there saying, no, when you speak to me, you have to look at me. Because when you communicate, you have to see the other person. It's sort of neshama to neshama. So her being on his back, also he said something very beautiful. He said, if someone's on your back, Right? Again, there's, there's a lot of jokes in this. We, as guys, we make the joke. You know, she's still on my back. Okay, whatever. My wife's always on my back. But there's a lot of, a lot of innuendos and jokes about this. But seriously, if, she's on, if, she's on, if there's another person on your back, that means that when I turn to this side, that face is turning to that side. When my eyes are this way, looking at that wall, those eyes are looking at the other wall. When I look up, the back of my head, the other person's looking down. When I look down, the other person's looking up. That can't work in a marriage. You got to both have be looking the same way, and you got to both be turning. Very important in bringing up children is that even if you disagree, do that in the bedroom. Go talk about it in the bedroom. Never show your kids that you disagree because then they will manipulate one against the other. So Tati and Mami, Abba and Ima, they have to both say you can't you can't have your phone after eleven o'clock. You can't have the mother say, oh yeah, let him have to 11.30. And the father's like, no, 10.30. Because then the kid knows that the two of you don't agree and she'll probably, she'll probably end up with it until 12.30. So, so it's very important that when you turn this way, when a husband and wife have to turn the same way, and when they look up, they both look up. When they look down, they both look down. And that was very important. Hashem said, this is not going to work. With her on his back, it's not going to work. So they have to be able to be ezer kinegdo. They have to be able to face each other to talk to each other, to communicate with each other. You can't have a relationship without communications. That is why the iPhone and the cell phone and the smartphone, which is the most stupid phone in the whole world, but they call it the smartphone, is destroying relationships because texting is not a means of a relationship. Somebody asked the Rav, underneath the chuppah, can you, instead of saying, Hari Atmakodeshli, can you text it to her? Texted to her, Hari Atmakodeshly. And then the Adim say, and the Adim text Makudush. Why not? Is that a Kenyan? Is, is that a word? Yeah, same thing. 
the same, the same, the same thing. Can you text? Can you text Lashon Hara? Right. You of course you can. Of course you can. If I write something bad about you, so if I sign language it, no matter how I, if I write it on a piece of paper, it's because, but you can't get married that way. You have to say Hariyat Makudeshasli. You can't because it's not in marriage. You have to say it. In Lashon Hara, if I write, if I write on a piece of paper, Miriam is miserable. And I pick it up, that's Lashon Hara. Because you all sing, Miriam is miserable. But I can't say Hariyat Makudeshasli by texting it because it's not words. There's a whole thing about, I'm sure a lot of you have on your, on your, on your iPhones the chakras and, and, and benching. If you drop it on the floor, do you have to kiss it? Can you, well, you can, you can make it disappear. It's not there. The letters are not there. So the big question, I'm, I'm not an iPhone, I'm not a, I'm not a smartphone specialist, I don't have these problems, but I really do have these problems because it's the same question in a text. If you, if you write Hashem's name, G-O-D, can you erase that? Can you erase that text? Someone writes, oh my G-O-D. Now you have Hashem's name, is, is, is that, if you wrote on a paper, you can't erase it. You cannot erase it. So, or if, if someone writes uh, a pasuk and it says Hashem's name, Kale or Yudke Vavke or Elohim or Ado, right? So, can you can you erase that? Can you turn off your phone? You don't erase it. You turn off your phone. You turn off your phone. It's all. It's out. I think that most places can hold that the letters are not real. They're not real. What? They look, they look real, but they're not, they're, they're, they're erasable. With Hashem's real name? It's a very big problem. So if it's, so if it's real, you can't say that, you, it's a problem. So the whole thing that it's not, that it's not considered a word because it, it sort of disappears. So if it's in a picture, it's a problem. It also disappears. When you turn off your phone, everything disappears. When you, when you turn off your phone at night or your battery dies, everything disappears. All your friends, your 900 friends, they all disappear. Some of them you're happy and some of them you're not, but they all disappear. Like, let's say you have like a... It's not... Tfil said all these things. It says Hashem. It doesn't say Yekei Bofke. They're very careful. That it doesn't say Yekei Bofke. But G-O... What? No, if you have a dash, it's okay, but... If you have a dash, but if you write G-O-D without a dash, you can't throw it out. So it's not, it's not so simple. But even G-O-D is a Yeah, but uh, any kanoi of Hashem's name, you can't... The art scroll app is, it says Hashem's name. Really? Yeah. So I guess they, I guess they asked a, a Godel and he said it's okay. Yeah, I have a I'm very anti-davening from a phone. Because, first of all, the kids that are watching you daven, they don't know you're davening from a phone. They, they, they may be watching a movie. And, and it just takes the whole Kedusha away. The Torah says, when you learn in a safety, you feel the sitter. There's teardrops in there. It's, it's a, no teardrops on your phone. Right? Okay, anyway, I don't want to go that, I don't want to go that off the subject. So, 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 the, so, so Hashem saw that. Now, they have to be able to talk to each other. And, and, and it's very interesting that the Nachash, the snake... According to Rashi, he started all his problems because he saw that, 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 that when they were together, Adam and Chava, they were having an emotional talk. Because the snake also had a female. What was he jealous of Chava for? What was he jealous of? He had a female. He didn't need Chava. But he saw that they were talking and they were laughing. So he was very jealous of their emotional relationship. Even the Nachash was jealous. So that, that's the, the most important way. I'm getting to a certain point here. I'm building up to a certain point. And the most important part of the relationship is the emotional, spiritual part of the relationship. What makes a person different? Their body or their personality? Their personality. Bodies change every day. Ten years later, it's a different body. It's not, not the same person. It's the same person. But the personality of the person is what makes the person. The part of us that's the animal is the physical human body, the body parts. And it's a very fascinating, we're going to see soon, that when they were created, they had kosnas or with an aleph. 
They had clothing made out of light. You could not see their physical body parts because it was in a huge, it was there, it was in a huge bright light. So it's like lighting up a person so bright that you, you, you see a light, you see a form, you see a light, you don't see their physical pieces. So when they were created, they were created physical, but they had this R, this Aleph Vav Resh, this light emanating from them. Well, what happened? When they ate from the tree, right? What happens? Hashem says, Where are you? Hashem, we heard you. Uh, we heard you in. We heard you in the in the garden in Gan Eden. we got scared. Adam said, because I was unclothed and I covered myself. Hashem said, How do you know you don't have clothing on? Now, this is a very fascinating question. What's Hashem asking him? What do you mean? How do I know? What I don't have clothing on. Hello, if you don't have clothing on, you know you don't have clothing on. Like, what are you asking me a question like that? How do I know, right? Did you eat from the tree? And the, and, and the Adam said, Isha, the woman gave to me to eat from the tree. So he asked the Isha, why did you eat from the tree? And she said, the snake gave me to eat from the tree. So what was his question, everybody? How do you know you're not dressed? Because I'm not dressed. That's how I know I'm not dressed. So this goes to this Pasuk. So how did they know? Oh, so when the light wasn't there, there was, he looked at Chav, Chav looked at him, they're like, I never saw you in this light, haha. I never saw you in this light, right? So, so tonight's a very funny night, I don't know why, maybe because it's after Tisha B'Av, right? So, so they realized that, that they look very different. Now, there's a whole machlekes about this, but it says that when Mashiach comes, there's one letter in the Torah that will change. You can't change a letter in the Torah. One letter is wrong in the Torah, you put an eye instead of an aleph, or an aleph instead of an eye in, it's possible, the Sefer Torah is possible. When Mashiach comes, one letter in the Torah I think it's Rabbi Yehoshua, and the Gemara says Rabbi Yehoshua says, I believe it's Rabbi Yehoshua, that this one letter will be changed. What is that? Hashem made for Adam and his wife clothing made out of leather, or with an ayin, just skin, leather, and he dressed them. So, what they realized is that the light was gone, and now they're body parts. Body parts is an animal. So Adam realized I was a human being. I had this light. And now I'm, I'm like a tiger or a, or a monkey. I'm, I'm, I look like, I'm worse, they're, 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 you know, tiger has a nice fur, right? Whatever, I don't look that good, right? So it was like, I always say, you know, people are always into going to the zoos and looking at all the animals. If, if it was the other way around and we were in the zoo, the animals would never come see us. Tiger, lion, elephant, hippopotamus, like, what, what, are they, what are they coming to see? We're not, a beautiful, we're not a beautiful animal. We're not a beautiful animal. I don't know if you saw, about five years ago, they had Museum of the Human Body, and they had on the buses, human bodies peeled off the skin. What we look like underneath, your skin is an eighth of an inch thick. What does a human being, it, it's like you can't even look at it. It's like the ugliest thing in the world. There's nothing pretty about a lung, or a heart, or a kidney, or for sure not, or or a liver. There's nothing pretty about it. So, what? Yeah, but outside there, they have fur and colors and mink coats and, and leopard coats and they don't have clothing. I have horses in my ranch. It's unbelievable how Hashem you don't get you don't see what Hashem does. So my horses in the winter have a very thick coat of hair, like thick. Now and then during the spring it sheds. Mama sheds. You brush it off. And now it's very thin because it's hot. And they, so they get their coats and stuff on their own. You don't have to buy them clothing. I mean, even though you see people with their dogs with that stuff, but that's those are Michigan. Those are Michigan. So, so this word R with an I in, according to Yeshua, will turn back to Aleph. And when Mashiach comes, this light is coming back. 
whatever that means. So, God saw that the human being needs to have clothing. Vayal Bishem, Hashem himself made the clothing, God himself made the clothing, that's a designer, that's, that's a good designer, right? Made the clothing and didn't say, okay, it's in the closet, go get it. He put it on them. And since that day, we're busy taking it off. When he made us godly and dressed us, now everybody in the world is interested in getting, taking clothing off, not putting clothing on. Tznius, the basic, I, I don't talk on this subject because I don't look at girls, I'm not supposed to look, what, what, what am I telling you, what to wear, not to wear. So I'm not, I'm not telling you the lengths and this and that, I'm, I'm not going into that. I'm going into the concept of, of tznius altogether, of a human being, not even of a Jew, of a human being, of a Jew for sure, but of a human being that, that the more you uncover, the more animalistic you are. The more you say, I'm an animal, because animals don't get dressed. So Kosh Baruch Hu said, no, you're not an animal. You're an Adam, you're Chashiv, you're in my Tzalem. And so the more you cover, the more you're saying, like, that's not who I am. That's not who I am. I don't have to go hide. Adam ran and he hid. The minute he saw the human body, he said, uh-oh, I need to cover this. Why do, why do you react like that? Why do you react like that? Why, why wasn't the first time there when he ate from the tree, uh, I want to go eat the chaz. I don't know, I want, to do, I want to kill somebody. I want to steal from somebody. The first thing that happened when he ate from the tree is he became from a total spiritual being into a spiritual physical being. And now all of a sudden, the physical part, he was very not comfortable with. So he covered it. So, so the, more, the less human you are, the more animal you are, the more you uncover your humanness, which is which is person's body. So it's, I'm not going to the halacha of how long, what, that, where, who, ha. Just the concept of, of, of bria, of creation, of what a human being is, is just the opposite. Now you're going to ask me a question. You should be asking me a major question. And it's funny because as much as I, I don't teach sneers, because I don't think it's something for a guy, I think a woman should teach sneers. Like, why are you looking at girls? Like, why are you teaching sneers? I don't teach sneers. But the little that I talk about it, no one has ever asked me this question. And it's like a bomb question. Well, I'll see very nice what you said. I hear you. So how come men can cover less than women? You're telling me you're a human being. And, and, and the more physical you show, the more of an animal you are. So if a guy is wearing shorts, right, he's playing basketball... He's an animal. Right? But he's allowed to wear shorts when he plays basketball. Oh, wow. Because what? Because Chava brought this into the world. And therefore, she brought this whole thing of being ashamed of Toivara, of the physical body, doing, being an animal. She brought it into the world. So she has to fix it. So she has to struggle with what? The biggest struggle of any girl. I mean, maybe not any of you here, but any time I ask a girl, what's your biggest struggle? Sneers. Even the very from? Sneers. Cover my hair. It's not fair. You guys don't have to get dressed like that. Whatever it is. And, and, and the answer, because a, a girl doesn't even have the Yetzirah of looking at a guy the same way. A, a, a woman wants an emotional relationship. You see the most beautiful women married to guys that you're like, what? What happened here? Right? And the answer is, she doesn't care what he looks like. She doesn't care. A lot of girls have that on their list, what the guy looks like. When you start going out, you realize, I don't care what he looks like. I care about his midos. Does he go to shul? Does he go to minion? Does he have to give it of the aim? Is he a sweetheart? Is he a chesed? Does he help people? What happened to the tall, chiseled, good-looking guy with the dimples and the cleft and the gansamaisa? And I, what happened to him? And the answer is, the more you, the more you realize... That, that, that that's, not what, that's not what a man is. That's not what a person is. So the girls don't even have that level of Yetzirah. So th- that's not the reason. The, re- the reason is that she brought this whole thing into the world. It wasn't her fault, whatever you want to say. But the Maisa Chavah brought the Avera of that Adam knew he wasn't dressed and he had to put on clothing. If she would have never eaten, eaten from the tree and given to him from the tree, she wouldn't have to put on any clothing because they would be, they would be in this light. So she has to fix it. So you know what? 
the struggle that you have of sneers is to fix the, the, the sin that Chava did. No one ever asked me this question, but that's the answer. That's the answer. And I'll tell you something. Something I'm not, I'm not ragging on women. I have five daughters. I'm not ragging on women and a wife. I'm living with six women my whole life. I stay away from saying criticism. But, but there is an interesting pasuk here. When she ate from the tree, she ran to give it to Adam. So the question is, if when she ate from the tree, her eyes opened up, and she knew good from bad, now she was above her, she wasn't equal to her husband, she was above her husband. So why did she give him to eat from the tree? She would have been the boss. He would have been, everything's good. She burnt the food, good. Something happened, didn't work out, good. Because he didn't know between tables. She ran, said, now, I'm a te- now I want to give it to you. Why'd she do that? She was above him now. She was godly. She ate from the Eitzhadas. Why'd she give it to him? So there's a Rashi that women don't like so much. She gave it to her husband and he ate from it. Says Rashi. Why? Why'd she give it to him? Because she knew when she ate from the tree that she's going to die sooner or later. She said, no way am I going to die and he's going to live forever. So Rashi, now, why did that bother her? Let him live forever. Who cares? Stop? Just, I can't, he can't. So Rashi says two more words. Why didn't she want him to live forever and she would die? Because after I die, he's going to marry someone else. Jealousy. This is from the first Avera. So everybody asks, there was no one else. What are you worried about? You were created, he was created, you'll die. He'll, he, he won't die. And he'll, he'll start off like he was in the beginning when Hashem created the world. He'll be by himself. When you're jealous... It doesn't have to make sense. <laughs> you can be jealous of something that someone has and you don't even want like it and you'll never use it. I, I have a baseball glove. And, and when, you, when you have a baseball glove, you have to work it out. So it takes years to work it out. That mamish the ball fits in. It's, you work it out. I'm a lefty, right? It's my glove. My glove. My son-in-law is a lefty. Very, not that many lefties out there. So he asks me in the beginning of the summer, you know, Todd, can I borrow your glove? And I, I haven't played baseball in probably eight, ten years. And I'm like, you know what? They may need another guy t- today in the game, and, you know, I, I can't lend it to you. What do you mean? You're not even using it, right? doesn't matter. It's very hard. You have to work on yourself. It's very hard because it's mine. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe someone will need it. You know, maybe, maybe. So there's sometimes you're jealous of someone, and you're like, you're like, I don't even want what she has, but why does she have it and I don't have it? That's the basis of jealousy. So Chava was like, no, you, you're going to die too. She actually murdered him. She gave him to eat from the tree knowing that once he eats from the tree, he's going to die. And it says that she knew that he would even know what it is. The Medrash says it was grapes. The tree was a vine of grapes, the Eitz HaChaim, the Eitz HaDas. So she made it into wine so he wouldn't recognize it. And also the Medrash says, this is a crazy Medrash, I, I never understood this, different Medrash, not about the wine, and she beat him, she beat him with a stick, so I'll, I'll, I'll bring it in next week, I'll read it to you, that she beat him with a stick till he, till he ate from the tree. Things have not changed. <laughs> That's what the Medrash says. I, I don't have, I don't have. So she, what? Because he should have been a man and said... And said, I'm not, I don't care how much you hit me, I'm not eating from the tree. This is Medrash Rabbah, that she beat, him, she beat him with a stick. I will bring it in next week, I'll read it to you. Uh, what? No, 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 that one was not. Yeah, but that's gone. That was, he wasn't marrying her, that's for sure. No, she was with the Satan. She was with the Satan. The other one, the other one that was on his back, 
married the Satan. He couldn't get her. She was, to, she was, she's the Satan's wife. She wouldn't go to Adam. If she dies, there's no one else right now. The other one, I don't want to say her name because if you say her name, then she comes to you in dreams and makes you messes your head up. So you don't say her name. It's the Satan's wife. You're not ever supposed to say her name. So she was married to the Satan. No, that happened first. First she was with Adam, and then she left Adam, and then, then Adam married Chava. And when she left Adam, she was with the other one. I mean, this is all stuff that we don't... What? Yeah, but we don't really understand what that means, whatever. But anyway, so, so the bottom line is, yeah, jealousy. and uh, Yeah, it happens all the time. People are jealous of things that, that they have no, they have no shyness to. It's nothing, nothing to do with them. It's like, you don't even want, you don't even drive. Like, well, how come they have that car and I don't? But you don't drive. I know, but why does she have that car? But you don't drive. What are you going to do with the car? You can't drive. I know, but why does she have it and I don't have it? It doesn't, have to, it doesn't make sense. Jealousy doesn't make sense. Jealousy is based on something that makes no sense. Jealousy, jealousy means you want what someone else has, but then that's not, that someone else is not you. So, like, if you're an individual, why do you want something that someone else has? Yeah, but Adam can't live alone. He can't live alone. At that point, there was no one else. Okay, so, what you so she said, I ate from this tree. I'm going to die one day, 900 years from now. He is not going to, after me, marry someone else. Who said he needed to marry someone else after that? People, people have children with a wife, and they don't get married again after the wife dies. They don't get married again. What? They had, they had, the, at this point, from the eighth and the eighth sadas, did they have children at this point? I don't think so. I don't think they had children yet. Yes, every son had a, had a twin sister. Let's see. Uh, I'll tell you in a second. No, they did not have children. No. Right after this, they didn't have children yet. Anyway, jealousy is the basis of a, what's it called? Um, what's the word? Success. Success breeds contempt. People hate successful people. Why? Right, Trump. Nobody hates his, his vice president. He's the vice president of the United States. You never hear his name mentioned. Because he's not, he's not the top. You know, you're not jealous of number two in the marathon. You're jealous of number one in the marathon. Not jealous of number two. There was a story. I, I haven't been able to find it. I, found, I had this video. I, I told people where to go watch it. It was like 12, 13 years ago. But I totally forgot and I can't find it. There's an amazing video in the Olympics. Must be 15, 20 years ago. And the, there's, a, there's a race where they hand off a baton. One to... Re, uh, um, what is it called? A, a relay race. So for the gold medal, there's a relay race. We have three racers, and, and they, they, they get to the line, they give the next guy the thing, and the next guy the thing. And So the, the, the second time, the American was a black, a black girl, and she tripped, and she fell, and she got hurt. So she's, everyone's running around the track, and she's laying on the track. So nobody stops. They're running to get the gold. So the guys with the stretcher come, and they, they're like running around her. And they pick her up, and they put her on the stretcher, and they carry her off. Nobody stopped. And this picture, it's an unbelievable picture. The picture fades out and goes to the Special Olympics. Special Olympics are for, for Down syndrome children or autistic children. And children you know, that, it's called the Special Olympics. And they have all these Down syndrome kids, and they have this like short race that they have to run. It's the same thing as the Olympics, but it's... And this Down syndrome kid falls, right? And all the Down syndrome kids stop, turn around, pick him up, hug him, and carry him off. Nobody, nobody, nobody finishes the race. Like, who cares? This kid fell. And then there's a thing that comes out and says, so who's really normal? And it's amazing. It's a, I can't find it. I don't know how to Google do stuff like that. I can't find it. But it's like... That's the, that's, yeah. So the other ones are like, I got to win. I got, you're laying on the floor. I'll go, oh, I'll, I'll step over you. I got to win because I got to win. But the kids that are totally spiritual, totally without any human connection to that human side, 
that animal side, they all stopped. They didn't finish the race. They carried them off. That was it. All winners. So who's really normal? Yes. I can't hear you. That what? Well, let's, let's define jealousy. Je- jealousy, if, if you have a beautiful, if you have a, le- le- okay, so we're going to go off subject, but this is very, very important. And I always say to her before I walk in that, should come out of my mouth what you need to hear, not what I need to say. So I'm going to go, I, I did a, I haven't done this year, I don't think, Ruth, I don't even think you ever heard this year. I did this year probably 20 years ago. It was before Ornava. It wasn't in Ornava. I did research on Ayin Hara. Ayin Hara is a very big thing. And people, instead of blaming things that they, they sin and they do things that are wrong, instead of saying, I need to do tshuva, somebody gave me an Ayin Hara. It's not me. I, I, I don't keep Shabbos. And, and I don't keep Sneers. And I don't keep kosher. Rabbi Wallerstein, bad things are happening to me. I think someone gave me an evil eye. I'm like, hello, maybe if you kept Shabbos, it would help, right? So, so what's, is it real or is it real? So most girls, most girls, for some reason, women say, if you don't believe it, it can't hurt you. <laughs> it's not true. It's not true. Totally, I'm, I'm not, right. I'm going to explain it to you, but it's not true what, what you, I'm not, not saying anything that Ruth says is not true, but it's, mis, it's misinterpreted, and I'm going to explain it tonight so that you understand what that means, okay? Not believing in something is not going to help you. But, because the Gemara says, Gemara says, that there were these two rabbis walking by a graveyard, and the rabbi said, 99% of the people that are dead in this graveyard are because they have an Ayin Hara. So how, you think they all believe in Ayin Hara? Better than that. Rashi says, Rashi and Chumash, twice, talks about Ayin Hara. Once, by Sari Imenu. You know what? You have to hear it from inside, because no one believes it. People say, eh, I know it's not real, it's not true, it's not this, it's not that. Listen to this. Parshas Lech Lecha, I think. So, you know, Yishmael got thrown out of the house, right? Twice. This is a Rashi that actually talks about Ayin Hara. When he throws him out, he was, it says that she carried him on her shoulder. Okay? Oh, no. Maybe it's in Vayera. Ah, listen to this. Listen to this. Vayashkem Avram Baboke Avram. This is in Pashas Vayera Pasuk Yudalid. Vayashkem Avram Baboke Vayikach Lechem Vechemas Mayim. He gave bread and water, eaten al Hagar, and she and he gave it to his wife Hagar. Some al Shichma Veshayelad. She put her the food on her. You know how they carry things on their shoulder, and she put Yishmael on her shoulder. Yishmael was a big boy. Why didn't she let him walk? Okay, that's the question. Afayelad, Rashi says, Shama Shechma, she put this young boy on her shoulder. Shehechnisam by Sarah, Ayin Ra. Sarah gave Hagar an Ayin Hara. G- gave him an Ayin Hara. Oh, gave Yishmal an Ayin Hara. And he got fever. Rashi, got fever. And he couldn't walk. Sarah gave Yishmal an Ayin Hara which made him sick with fever, and he couldn't walk. So when Hagar left, she had to carry him. Doesn't say. Rashi doesn't say why. He was a very big... He, because, because, you know why? Because he destroyed Yitzchak. He was taking him to the Apple store. 
because she was, she was, he was destroying, he was destroying Yitzchak. And that's why she sent him out of the house. Okay, so that's, so you can't argue with, it's Rashi. You can't argue with this. You can't say, there's no such thing. I did, it took me a month to write that share. Now, that's nothing compared to the next night Hara that Rashi talks about. When Hashem gave us the Torah, it says there was lightning and thunder and smoke and fire and the world shook. Okay? Moshe Rabbeinu came down, he broke the luchos, and Hashem said, come back up for 40 days and we're going to give you the Torah again, the second time. The second time he gave the Torah, the Torah says, I think it's a Pashat Mishpatim, there's no fire, no smoke, no noise, no thunder, no lightning, no nothing. Rashi says, what happened? First time, psh, big party. Second time, fireworks. Second time, nothing. Rashi says, Shenichnas Hagoyim, the Goyim gave the Torah an Ayin Hara because it was such a big party, everyone knew about it. Hashem said, this time I'm going to give it. He gave Hashem an Ayin Hara. This time I'm going to give it quietly. Nobody will know about it. You yeah. They gave Hashem. They gave us. They gave us a relationship. The whole, the whole scene. The whole party. It's a Rashi. In, no, not this Rashi. This Rashi is in Bayera. That Rashi, is somewhere, I think it's in Mishpatim. No, that's not why you sin. That's just... They gave us an Ayin So Hashem said, you know what? I don't want anyone to just give it quietly and secretly. And that's why in life, you know, you give your wife a present. You have to be very careful. You have to be very careful. I asked... My Rebbe, when you do a, and, and you have to ask your rabbi about this. When you do a Suda Hoida, something happened, someone got, was very sick, they got better, an accident, they were saved. So you make a Suda Hoida, should you make a huge one? Right? So every, for everybody? Or should you make just for your family? Rabbi Gamaliel says make just for your family. Don't make a big party. Don't make a 50th anniversary for the whole world. Because you may not make a 51st. Make just for the family. Your family will never give you an eye. Your close family, your kids, your grandchildren will never give you an eye in horror. Don't flash it in front of everybody. Now, just to wanna, we, you have to understand what does this mean. And that's why I'm going to explain what, what we about. If you don't believe in it, you can't get it. So, the red string business is, is a business. But, I'll tell you where it comes from. So women are not supposed to wear red. It's not sneers to wear red because you draw the man's look. Red, right? It's very red. So chassidish women, they never wear red. You're, not, you're, not, you're supposed to wear darker clothing so that you don't attract the man's eye. The red string attracts your eye. So I'm going I'm to look at your wrists. I'm going to look at your... I'm not going to look at you. I'm not going to give you an eye in horror because I'm looking at the string on your wrist. So, therefore, I'm not really seeing you, and therefore, I'm not giving you an eye in horror. That's, yeah, the red, the, instead of looking at, at the person, talk about girls between themselves, like, oh, wow, look at that, look at, she has a, look at that string. But the string itself, I don't know, they, you know, wrapping it around roughly, may not. I spent a lot of time on this, and I did not find the source to the red string or the eye thing that they wear and all that stuff. I didn't find a source. But I will tell you that I did find the source. And that's why I'm telling you this tonight. We'll end with this, because this will save your life. I found the source to what, what Ruth is saying. And the source is as following. How does an Ayin Hara work? How does it work? Because someone said that, why her, not me? Why does she have a car and I don't have a car? Why is she married and I'm not married? Right? I want to be... So, so let's say your best friend gets married. Are you allowed to say, Hashem, I also want to get married? Are you allowed to... Stand, sit by the chuppah when she's walking down and it's scary because I watch people watch the kala and there's a lot of single girls and I'm like Hashem should protect her because everyone's thinking you know I, so, so, so it depends on the girls who are watching if they're saying I would love to be a kala nothing wrong it will not hurt her but if they say why her not me then the malach of you let's say just to give a, a, an example, because we're, we're a boy and a girl, so it's not, I can't give her this eye and horror, right? Let's say, I would say to you, right? I would think in my head, I do mitzvahs and everything. She, I don't know what she does. Like, why is she getting married and I'm not? 
Now, my Malach, who represents me, is going to go to Shemayim and say, open her books. Why, why is she getting married tonight and he's, not, and he's not? So you have to open her books. It's like, it's like an IRS. If they open your books, you're in trouble. Because our books, no matter how good... Our, our safety is that they don't open our books only to Rosh Hashanah and we're blowing the Shaifa and we're... Ah! So when they open the book, finally, we got all kinds of things going on. But in the middle of the year, open my book... Come on, I didn't, I didn't bench with Kavani yesterday. If they open my book, it's like an IRS audit. They, you don't come out of an IRS audit with they owing them tw- at least $2. You're not walking out with they owe you money. You don't want your books open, period. So you say, Rabbi Walsing, how do I prevent that? Because this girl, because Rabbi Walsing is a jealous guy, and everything he sees, right, he wants her shoes, even though he can't fit into those shoes, right? But everything he sees, he wants. So, so what should I do, Rabbi Walsing? Should, should I live in a closet? This is my whole share. Should I live in a closet? Like, I shouldn't go out at all? No. This is how you protect yourself. If you don't give anyone else Ayin Haris. So now what's going to happen? I'm saying, why is she getting married? And I'm not. They're going up to the court in Shemayim. Right? You're, you're, my Malach is going in court and saying, Hashem, open her books. Because my guy wants to know why. Her malach says, sorry, she never caused anyone else's books to be open. I claim Mida Kenege Mida. She never opened anyone's books. You can't open her books. Hashem says you can't open her books because everything in his world is Mida Kenege Mida. So it's not that you don't believe in Ayin Hara. You don't give Ayin Hara. A person who doesn't give Ayin Hara is protected 100% from any Ayin Hara because your malach will say, I didn't open anyone's books. But if you are jealous of all the people, you're done. Because then they're going to open your book. If they open your book, oh my gosh, it's not good. And even if you're saved, it's going to take a lot of your schusim away. Because they're going to open your book, they're going to say, ha, ha, ha. okay, she has all these schusim. Okay, so that'll save her. So now you lost all those schusim. You don't want your book to be open. That's how Ayin Hara works. Ayin Hara opens your book. And the only really way to stop them from opening your book no red string. The way is, your Malach saying, she doesn't give Ayin Haris, and therefore, an Ayin Haris can't affect her. Yes? Can an Ayin Haris that you give someone else fall back on you if they don't deserve it? A curse, it's very, Kavayashi says, if you curse someone, it can hurt them. They have to do a Taurus clawless, whatever, but it'll come back on you. It'll bounce, it'll ricochet right back to you. An Ayin Haris doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. You're not jealous. You're not jealous. It's all jealousy. It's, so it's based on jealousy. Right, but if you, it's like an audit. That's his rachamim. Then open the books. Hashem. So, so, no, but once they open your book, that, why, why aren't you allowed to put yourself in a sakana? You're not allowed. Let's say you jump, right? You say, I'm going to jump off this cliff, right? Into this water. If I'm supposed to die today, I'm going to die anyway. If I'm not supposed to die, a bird will catch me in the middle. I'll be saved. Somehow I'll be saved. So why can't you? Because when, you go, when you're in a sakana, they open your books. Normal life, they don't open your books. But if, you put yourself, if you're in a sakana, you're in a danger. That second, they're like, live or not live. Open the books. They open the books, you're in trouble. You, so a person's never allowed to put themselves in danger. Why can't I eat potato chips and popcorn and all the garbage and diabetes and all that and not care about a heart attack? Because if I'm supposed to live till I'm 90, I'm going to be 90. So how could all that food hurt me? And the answer is, if you eat all that food, it's a sakana. Sakana, even if you're supposed to live to 90, if you put yourself in a sakana, you may not. Because they're going to open your book and say, he doesn't, he, he doesn't deserve a miracle. They're opening your books to see if you deserve a miracle because you jumped off a cliff. You don't deserve a miracle, so you don't put yourself in a place of sakana, in a place of danger. Yes, that's true. Right, 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 right. I think Rashi says a very good roof. When they came to Mitzrayim, when they came to Mitzrayim, so they were a bunch of brothers, they were scared, they come together, would be like, oh, they'll get an Ayin Har as a family. Let's see what Rashi says. One second. Very good. She's my teacher. Here they are. Right, 
That's what Rashi says. I think because they already lost Yosef, they didn't want an Ayin Hara. Oh, it's very good. Medrash Tachuma, Ruth, says the following. Lefi, why did they, why did they come through 12 different entrances? Lefi, Shetziva Lehem Aviyem. Listen to this. Yaakov told them, they shouldn't all be seen going through one door. Each guy should go through a different door. Why? Why? Why would they get an Ayn Hara? They were all beautiful, good looking. And they were all built strong. Right? So you see, that's not a joke, Ayn Hara. Rashi writes about it, right? So, so did Yaakov Avinu tell them, well, just don't believe in Ayin Hara, you'll be fine. Go through one Pesach? No. What it means, don't believe in Ayin Hara, it means don't you, don't you do an Ayin Hara. Don't you give an Ayin Hara. And if you don't give an Ayin Hara, then you'll be protected. So I went totally off subject. I don't know who needed to hear this tonight, but somebody needed to hear this tonight. And, and we have to work. It's, we have to work and not to be jealous of others because you're going to get what you're supposed to get. And what the other person has... I deal with some girls that are, that are going through very hard times. And there are people that are jealous of, of kids that are, that are very skinny and they're not healthy skinny and they make very silly comments like, I wish I was like that. You don't. Don't wish you want to be like anything. Wish you want to be like who you are. Be the best who you are. The girl that came with me to Rabbi Gamliel and she embarrassed me because... She knows my Rebbe's of a Kobol, and I, I took her to get a bracha, and she sat there, and she spoke of written, and she asked Rabbi Gamliel if he could read her palm. I was like, I almost crawled under the table. Like, you're talking about a God, God, you said, can you read my palm? Like, hello? What is he, like a, a, a palm reader? But he's very nice. So he said, why, why do you want me to read your palm? She said, I heard that there's lines on your hand that could tell you what Gilgul, what you were last time when you were here. I'd like to know what I was last time I was here. So he looked her in the face and he said in Ivrit, I'm going to say it in English, he said, when you figure out what you are this time, we'll talk about last time. Yeah. <laughs> so the objective is to figure out what you are this time. Thank you very much. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.